Welcome to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I'm your host, Jeremy GJ. And sorry about the hiatus last week. I work a lot, like an extreme amount. And sometimes when I get home, I am extremely tired. And recording a podcast sounds like fun until I take my shower. And then I just want to eat and go into an everlasting slumber. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to start talking about today. Um, also, before I do that, though, shout out to all the international listeners. Um, my analytics say I got people from like Singapore, the UK, Ireland. Um, so it's not very many of you, but thanks for rocking with the show. If you have any um, comments or suggestions, feel free to you know message me on Anchor or on one of the social media platforms. You can hit me up on Instagram at laugh underscore not underscore two underscore cry um, or on Twitter at laugh not to cry P1. Yeah. So, but I think that's pretty cool. And anybody that's domestic, same for you. If you have any suggestions and comments, please feel free to hit me up. All right. On to what I want to talk about. So working. I work seven days a week. And some people say that and they exa- they're like exaggerating, like they kind of have like one day off and they just say, oh, I work every day. I'm so tired. But no, I literally, I literally work every day. So Monday and Wednesday, I only work in the evenings technically because I teach dance. So from there, I usually work from three to eight. But that's still like, you know, five hours, five-ish hours of dancing. So I do that. And then Tuesday thursday friday saturday sunday i work for a moving company so there's literally not a day in a week that i am not working there's not a i do not i in a week i have i guess you could say like a full day's rest being that i have like two quote-unquote half days because i only work in the evening on monday and wednesday so i literally work every day and like i'm just now getting to a point where I feel like I'm making okay money, Um, but to be truthful, I've been working multiple jobs since I graduated undergrad. Um, There has not been a year since I graduated undergrad in 2016 that I haven't had more than one job, and I'm just now getting to a point where I feel like I can handle bills and buy stuff for myself. Like I actually went on Adidas and did a little splurging because I had some extra income and I had already put money away for savings. Yes, you heard that right. I am going to be 25 and I actually have a little bit of savings, which is nuts. Um, And it just took to this point in the many hours that I've been working to get to a point where it just feels like, okay, I actually have a little bit of something to show for all of this work I've been doing. Um, but I'm exhausted, bro. (laughs) Like every day getting up is a struggle and I don't, I don't really feel, I still don't feel like I'm living. I still feel like I'm surviving because there's no point where I actually get to do anything or enjoy my money. And some days I get off early from work and, but after that, I don't want to do anything. I'm just, I just want to kind of be a potato and just chill on my couch and, just veg out so 
I don't know, like I'm getting in the swing of it. This moving stuff is really hard. It's really taxing on the body and dealing with people and customers all day. It's taxing on the mind. So uh, my body's getting used to it. I've dropped considerable weight. I was like 219, you know, that good old quarantine body had me all doughy and stuff. But I've dropped down to like 192 in like two months. So it's been a curve. It's definitely been a curve. I've definitely been trying to get my body used to the cycle of getting up at 5.45 every morning and then working for an undisclosed amount of time because the motto is the job is done when the job is done. So we don't we don't have a set schedule. So some weeks I work, you know, I only work like 30 hours. Other weeks I'm working like 46. So it's all over the place. I'm doing a lot of up and down on stairs. I'm lifting heavy furniture. And, and then my second job is not any more, you know, relaxing. <laughs> I do dancing, which is just, it's, it's terrible on the body. <laughs> like, we're doing it safely. We're stretching. We're warming up properly and everything. But there's no way for it not to just deteriorate the body because it's just heart pounding and jumping and quick level changes and all those type of things and an extreme amount of cardio so yeah I work every day I kind of feel like I have a little bit of money which is nice but I'm also just worn to bits and I am in a desperate need of a vacation and when I get the chance to take one hopefully you know within the next few months I I think I I think I'll be headed back to Hawaii because man that was the most most peaceful time of my life. Like if you've never been on a trip where you have nothing planned, like you don't plan to go sightseeing, you don't plan to do anything touristy, you're just there to be there. If you haven't done that, do it. The first time I went to Hawaii, I just went and was hanging out with my homegirl who goes to the University of Hawaii Manoa down there shout out to Audrey for letting me stay with her for free and she was in class and I was just kind of on my own and she told me some stuff I can do but you know I just kind of kind of just roamed around the island of Hawaii and just chilled and it was just so nice because I didn't have an agenda I didn't have to feel like I had to be anywhere or see anything it was just really really nice just to be and you know kind of wander around aimlessly in this really beautiful place and I was really sad to leave I was really sad to come back but um yeah if I go down there hopefully I can go again and go for like two weeks because the last time I went I only went for a week and it just was it wasn't enough like I got some rest but you know jet lagged or like it's like a I think it's like an eight hour something crazy I think it's like an eight hour time difference or something from over here and oh I never told anybody. I live in Ohio. Um, I would say the great state of, but it's not that great here, um, especially for black people. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, eight-hour time difference from where I am, so quote-unquote Midwest. And yeah, I just miss it, and I want to go back. And my mom was, I was talking to my mom about, you know, 
how she's such a busy lady shout out to jamie gabriel and all of her amazing amazing feats and businesses and philanthropy things and tv show and she's just out here killing the game she's going back to school to you know she just got her master's and she's just out here just murdering it and she said something like you know i can rest when i rest when i die and you know i like I understand that mentality and you know I get it like growing up I never saw anybody really on that side of the family really do too much resting at all like there's my grandfather's always had multiple jobs like my grandmother doesn't work now but when she did she had multiple jobs my mom always has had multiple jobs I don't know that there's been a point where she's just kind of been doing one thing at a time and, you know, when you grow up and you see that, it just kind of, it kind of turns you into a workhorse, you know? You just kind of, all you know and all you've seen is people work, so you don't really know anything else because it just, the way the world's set up, it just seems like all you're supposed to do is work, and you're supposed to work hard at school. Then once you get out of school, you're just supposed to work hard in life, and eventually you'll achieve your goals. But I'm at the point now where it's not, you know, I can rest when I die. Is I'm at the point right now where it's like I rest now and I can die later. <laughs> like because I I need the I need something. I need some type of release. I need some type of some type of something to just get my mind and body to just feel rejuvenated. Cause every day I wake up, it's the absolute struggle. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there who feel that way for various reasons and you know I think I have a touch of seasonal depression um I know I notice my mood shift a lot when it starts to get colder and um and when allergies start kicking in that never makes me feel any better so I don't know I think I just need some concerted effort on resting and getting my body to be in its best place and to be truthful I feel like everyone needs to do that everyone needs to remember that these big companies and stuff they really don't care they their whole job is to make as much okay planes okay planes we hear you we know you're around please just get from over my apartment building all right um but these big corporations and companies and stuff, they don't really care. They just, they will work you to death and if you let them. So for anyone who needs to hear this, take your time. To, if you have PTO, use it. If you just need to take a few um, you know, self-care days, take them. Because at the end of the day, you can't take care of anybody if you're not taken care of. You can't progress any further in the world you can't be the best human you can be if you're not rested if you're not feeling the best that you can there's so much there's only so much you can do when you feel like shit every day and i'm getting to that point and yeah it's just kind of been like two months of just kind of just going and going and going actually i think it's going on like three months of just just pure just running from thing to thing to thing so I think for myself I will be 
taking and heeding my own advice and taking some time off here soon. Um, it's just hard. It's hard when you feel like you could be letting people down or holding other people up if you are, you know, taking care of yourself. I'm not a very selfish person. I'm very much a community-minded person, and I want to do what's best for the community. But there are some times when you just have to be like, hey, I just, I need a day. I need a day because if I come in, I'm not going to be any use to anybody. I'm not going to be the best me that I can be. I'm going to be holding people back, and that's not what's best for the community. So we all have to get better at that. We all have to be better about voicing concerns and be better about being honest about how our bodies feel, how our minds feel, and taking our time to actually take care of ourselves. Yeah. So that's my advice for you, especially as the weather starts changing, your mood starts shifting. Take some time. Make sure you're using your time to take care of yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. Yeah. Um, oh, so, uh, I was trying to look at, um, you know, current news stuff to kind of get some, get some inspiration about what to talk about for the show, but really, everything sucks, <laughs> Everything over here kind of just is trash at the moment. Um, and there's not there's not a whole lot that I really want to talk about. Because people over here just kind of suck. Like, it's election time. So, you know, this is usually the most divided the country is throughout the Throughout the years, every time it's an election time, the country get more, the country gets more and more divided and split up, and arguing about who's going to be best for what. And you know, I have a friend; she's like really, really into the news right now, into the news cycles because of the new justice that Trump is trying to appoint to the Supreme Court. And you know, I was just telling her that. The best we can do is just survive day to day because looking too far on the f- out into the future is just too stressful. It's just too stressful at this point because something crazy is happening every day. So if we're worrying about what's happening, you know, two weeks or a month from now, we're going to be blinded about what's happening today. Um, and, you know, I was on that way for a while when I was in the news cycle and I was just trying to keep up with everything, with the politics and everything, because I wanted to be a good citizen. I want to make sure I knew where all the elections were. I want to know who I was voting for. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was given, you know, I try to be objective as much as I possibly can. Like, I do not, I did not support Trump becoming president, not because at the time I didn't know he was a shit human being. I just, I just thought it was weird. I was like, how can this person who has no, you know, experience in this sector come in and think he can just do this? That was my main thing. Like, he's the host of a reality TV show. Like, why? Why would we want him as president? That doesn't even make sense. So that was my main reason. I didn't know anything about his, you know, policies or... Well, I knew about like the the stupid freaking wall 
and some of his antics on the on the campaign trail but truly I didn't really know anything about him because I didn't want to research it because I just thought it was dumb that we were trying to elect a, a reality TV star as president and so I decided you know sometime last year I'm going to do my due diligence I'm going to actually like listen to like what his policies are and try to keep up with and try to give him a fair shake and it was just not worth it because it was just more or less the same bullshit and it actually just made it worse it just made me not want to be involved in politics at all because not only is he stupid but our congress and our senate are so freaking crooked that it doesn't matter <laughs> and it sucks to feel that way it sucks to feel like oh vote doesn't matter you know my what my opinion is doesn't matter in this country but when you have things like the electoral college or you have people who've been in the like congress for i don't know three decades four decades you know people the average like i think like the median age of like congress is something ridiculous like 60 or something like i i didn't look that up but don't quote me on that but it's something crazy where it's just like there's not enough young representation um, and new ideas being floated around that place that like governs us to actually elicit any real changes that young people are wanting. So it it just really drives me up the wall, like thinking about all of that and trying to keep up with all of it because like I was I think it was around yeah it was around the impeachment the impeachment trials that I was trying to keep up with all of it and just listening to the people talk in circles and just repeat what somebody else said and um, not really give any real evidence for either side and the charges they brought up against them were so flimsy and it was just like what what even is this like are y'all serious about this? Did y'all really want him out of office? Like, how many people, what, what was the real agenda for this? Because it really just felt like a waste of time. It felt like a waste of taxpayer dollars. It felt like a waste of a lot of things. So, I just, I, I jumped completely out the news cycle again because it was just causing me more stress than it was, you know, making me feel like I was educated or something because stupid it's hard for stupid people to educate you um and that's what it really feels like it really felt like i was just watching a bunch of old idiot people talk in circles over and over all day long and just kind of waste my time and they're getting paid to talk nonsense they're using my money to pay for talking nonsense and not doing what i asked so that's that's the other big thing that really pisses me off is the taxes that we pay. They take a third, a third of your check, right? A third. And you get very little say in what is actually happening in this country. Like, if it was up to me, there would be a high-speed transnational railway from well 
transnational. I don't want to be redundant, but it means from one end of the country to the other end of the country. So I could go hop on a train in freaking D.C. and ride that mug all the way out to California. Like, why haven't we done that? Like, why don't we have this infrastructure? Like, what? Why is it that you're taking my money, but also not taking my input? You know, I didn't ask for a few billion to go back to the military. I understand the technology that they end up creating ends up trickling down to civilians. But also, it's just like, how about y'all just do some R&D yourselves? You know, make some R&D stuff for consumer goods, just off rip. It doesn't have to trickle down. Just make it for the people. How about, you know, y'all actually use the money to do stuff for the country instead of like doing it peripherally. Do it directly. It shouldn't have to be some roundabout way like, oh, the money, the technology and the money will eventually come back to you. Like, no, it should just affect me directly or stop taking my money. Do do as as the majority actually wants and you know actually get some information. Do some do some uh, focus groups. Yeah, do a focus group, America. That's what we need. We need a focus group on things that are actually important to the country because there are a lot of um, there are a lot of things that can be improved on, and that's not even just talking about like race relations and just like simple stuff like why are there so many homeless veterans Mm. they go off you tell them they're heroes they come back they have no place to live when we know we have money in the budget to care homelessness like like absolutely no no reason that that should be a thing right we we have way too much money for there to be so many homeless people especially homeless veterans like absolutely makes no sense um oh okay that just prompted something so i'm scrolling through my 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 google discover looking at headlines and um it just brought up uh kamala harris now i don't necessarily have a positive opinions opinion of kamala harris because when she was you know a judge she was very uh harsh on her own people for no reason like she was given like the harshest sentences to especially black men for no reason um but somebody on my facebook wanted to go through this whole like she's just using her black card to you know pushing her their own agenda and of course this is somebody who is a trump supporter trying to make a point where a point doesn't exist so so i guess the argument is that kamala harris dad is half jamaican half white and then her mom is like 100 percent like british indian or something like that uh, i think i remember in the post right um but so how is kamala harris black if she's only like a quarter black or something. I think that was the argument, right? Here's the thing. We live in America. The United States of America, right? So 
in the United States of America, Kamala Harris passes the paper bag test. If you're not sure, if you don't know what that means, basically there was a um, a test back in the Jim Crow era that if you were darker than the color of a paper bag, then you were considered black. If you were lighter than that, then you were considered white, right? And so that goes down to the whole like being an octoroon, meaning that you only have like an eighth of blackness in you. Like if you appear to be black, you are black in the United States. And that is still the case very much today. Some people who are mixed do not want to identify as black, but because they look black, because they passed that quote unquote paper bag test, they are considered black, right? So that's how she's black. Random person on Facebook who really doesn't understand how the United States work. That's why, and if she identifies as that and is still in her heritage, she can do that. But also we live in the United States. She looks black, therefore, she is black. <laughs> That's just kind of how it works, you know. We had a whole white woman who changed her hair texture and darkened her skin to become the president of a NAACP chapter, right? No one questioned it because there are a lot of, you know, light-skinned people who are passing. Um, and so she went through all that trouble to become the head of the thing. And, you know, she looked black, so people thought she was black. That's how it works here in the United States. So it doesn't matter if her dad was, you know, half Jamaican, half white, and her mom's full, you know, British Indian. She's still black here. And that's just kind of how it works. So, um, yeah. I, it's funny how... It's not even funny. It pisses me off how people outside the community, instead of just asking questions and, um, you know, actually seeking information, just start commenting on stuff they have no business commenting on. Just shut up. Absolutely shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just making yourself look like an idiot. And, you know, usually I'm the guy who hop, will hop on the post and just be like, hey, you sound stupid. But I haven't had the energy nowadays to really be going at anybody's neck because at the end of the day, it's a waste because people know what they're doing. People know that they don't know, but they still want to comment on it because everyone has a platform now. And it's absolutely infuriating to watch people absolutely just talk out the side of their necks about shit. They have no clue what they're talking about. So if you ever find yourself in a position where you don't have enough information and you know you're being too lazy to go look up any more information or you don't feel like you have the wherewithal to actually ask the right question to get the information that's needed shut up it's okay to not know it's okay not to comment it's okay to just let somebody else you know, who is knowledgeable about it, say something and then or go ask somebody in private, you know, I have this thought, what do you think about it? But don't be out in public 
just commenting on stuff you don't know what you're talking about. You just look like an ass. And no one has time for that. Nobody wants to see that. Now you, Because now you just pissed off somebody because you're commenting on something you shouldn't have been comment on, commenting on on the first place. So it's okay. There's a lot of things like I have questions about and I just go ask somebody within that community. Like I have a lot of LGBTQ plus um, questions. And instead of being on Facebook, like, what's up with these people? I just go ask somebody in the community and hopefully they can give me an answer. And if I have multiple people I can ask, I just get, you know, the opinions of a few people and then kind of come up with one of my own. But I'm not out here on Facebook just making blanket, idiot statements, asinine, dumbass statements just because I can no like be responsible use your platforms responsibly be better just be and do better just be smarter <laughs> that's it um oh man that's funny okay maybe there are some interesting stuff I just read a headline that says Eminem and Nick Cannon beef is not water under the bridge what who said this um, Pat Joe and Royster Five Nine helped put an end to the feud. The beef between Eminem and Nick Cannon is water under the bridge, according to Royster Five Nine. Eminem and Cannon's feud spans more than a decade. Issues between them largely stemmed from Cannon's relationship with his ex-wife Maria Mariah Carey, who M has dissed on multiple occasions. Hilariously, by the way, if you haven't listened to the warning shot by Eminem going back at Mariah Carey's Obsessed is is it's a masterpiece. You should go listen to it. It's quite funny. Um some Shady's most recent diss aimed at Cannon in March twenty nineteen when he took a shot at his at his rival and Fat Joe's Lord Above. Cannon responded with a string of his own disses, including Pray for Him and the Invitation, where he had a bunch of people from Wildin' Out come on and try to diss Eminem and all of it just sounded trash. Like Nick Cannon, he not He's a great businessman, you know, he has a lot of, he has great business acumen, but has never been a great artist at all, and both of those were trash and sad. I haven't even heard Eminem's verse on the song that represent in this article, but I'm sure it was better than anything that Nick Cannon ever put out. But anyway, back to the, back to the thing. Now, Cannon has posted photograph him standing, stood alongside Eminem's longtime friend and collaborator, Royster 59. Quote, Royster 59 told me to pull up in Detroit, say less. Cannon captioned the photo, two brothers building, manifesting in lightning. Uh, Royce later joked about the situation by sharing a Photoshop version of his picture with Cannon, featuring a number of other people in past beef with over the years, including Machine Gun Kelly, Christina Aguilera, and Donald Trump. In the caption, he noted that the issues between some Shady and Cannon are a thing of the past. Um, here, okay. It's just so funny. It comes after Cannon told Fat Joe last month that he wanted to end the beef with Eminem. Joe offered to be a mediator with Cannon, mentioning he talked to Royce about settling the bad blood. King Cookit, who was a member of the Shady Records signed Slaughterhouse alongside Royce, was asked by a fan about the photograph. Cookit Royce recently 
posted a photo with Nick, Eminem's enemy. What do you think about this? They're not enemies. Crook reply is over. That's funny. It's funny to me because, all right, yes, Eminem was really disrespectful. I, you can't deny that. And all of the diss he had for Mariah Carey, Nick's name was in it, and that was that was pretty disrespectful. And um, no, but that comes along the territory of beefs, right? If you're associated with a person, somebody else is beefing with your name will come up. It's funny because Nick never had a good comeback. <laughs> it was just like he was getting fried, roasted, like put on a stick like twice. Like he he was ate alive in every dish track and Nothing he put out was even, like, worth Eminem responding to. Like, the last few things that, um, the last two diss tracks Nick put out with all the Wildin' Out members, Eminem didn't even respond to. He just put laugh emojis on Twitter. Like, he was so unbothered by all of it that he didn't even feel like he had to respond to it like doesn't i wonder how 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 shitty does that make you feel like like how how disrespected do you feel when you get some of what we consider the best battle rappers in the world on a track with yourself to diss like this this mogul this this phenomenon and instead of giving you um giving you the courtesy of writing a diss track with you in it he just puts laugh emojis under it like i would be hurt (laughs) well one i would never be dumb enough to comfort eminem because as we've seen he has a history of being very good with beefs so um that's not an arena i would have really stepped myself into but also understand nick's point of view he said his name quite a few times and you kind of in the hip-hop world you look like a for less of a better term a bitch if you don't respond so he had to do something i but also you gotta know where your where your uh, talents lie and for Nick Cannon as an artist they don't they're not very good he's not very good as an artist I think as a producer he's pretty good like I said as a businessman he's really good but I don't know maybe there was some other way he could have responded that would have been more meaningful and more like impactful but putting out a diss track absolutely not absolutely not it was nothing he could um there was nothing he could do musically that would would have made us go ooh yeah he really got an Eminem like no there was there was never um (laughs) he never had a chance that way um but but I guess it's a good thing that the beef is settled no you're two grown ass men what what beefs are beefs are dumb it doesn't i mean like it brings i guess it brings them money it brings them attention but like really like beefs are 
these are stupid because for most people they're not gonna pull up like there are there are a few people in the industry that will still pull up on somebody and you know get it popping but for the most part it's just all you know music and it's not really it's not really real it only exists in the in the realm of music so it's just again it just seems like a, a waste of energy um so but nevertheless it's a good it's good that it's over um even though it was funny okay so in tech today i want to talk about freaking air fryers oh man so my roommate and i we got an air fryer i want to say sometime mid mid quarantine so i don't know all the months have smashed together um but it was like a, maybe a month or two into quarantine we decided we're gonna use we're gonna use some of our quarantine money to go get an air fryer and it was actually the best investment i've ever made hands down like i have a 2019 monster 3 hatchback love it it's a beauty saves me a lot of money on gas no, I was driving a 2001 Lexus IS300 and it was eat me alive because it took premium. But this air fryer though, this air fryer though, bro, like I want everything air fried now. There is like almost nothing in our kitchen that has to be cooked that I don't want in the air fryer. Like if I could air fry eggs, which I'm sure I could, I should probably try. I would air fry eggs like it has it has changed so much so much so like okay <sighs> so I wasn't hip to the air fry game like my mom have that one for some years now and I just I didn't understand it I didn't get it but I've always always loved fried food especially fried chicken no don't go there just don't do it I know you're going there in your brain but just let it go let the thought escape um but yeah fried chicken absolutely so i don't eat beef i don't eat pork so that only leaves me a few things turkey fish and chicken um but i hate making fried chicken like i don't want to spread like grease i don't want everything to be covered in grease i don't Ugh, i hate it yeah so um, and it's just not healthy. It's just so much grease, and I just feel bogged down and just nasty and gross. And then I definitely don't want to go get it from someplace because they're even worse. And it's just like deep fried, and you don't know when they change their grease, and it's just ugh. So we were like, we're gonna get an air fryer, and you know, it took some months. It took some searching, and actually, we wanted one before quarantine happened, but we were too poor actually we made we had more money during quarantine isn't that weird so we finally did it we went out went to best buy nope we didn't order it online because we wanted it fast we wanted it that day so we went ordered the curbside pickup in the middle of quarantine <laughs> we go get an air fryer and it was an excellent excellent decision um I don't remember what brand we got. 
doesn't matter. It's excellent. I think it's like an eight-quart tub, so it's pretty big. Holds quite a lot of food. And, oh, that's where I was going. So I got hip to air fry stuff in general because I like Tyson's chicken sandwiches. And I was, I was always getting their frozen chicken patties. And I would pop them in the oven. They were good, but that was a little soft, and I didn't really, I didn't really care for it. And then Tyson came out with their air fried chicken sandwiches, and man, those are absolutely beastly. Like put in the oven, they're nice and crispy, they're juicy. They don't feel heavy. I don't feel gross after I eat them. I don't feel sick. My stomach's not upset. Like much better. Absolute beast quality. And so that is what really prompted me to want an air fryer because I'm like, okay, well, if I get an air fryer, I don't have to buy Tyson air fried chicken anymore. I can just buy chicken breast and then make it myself. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Um, haven't gotten that far down the rabbit hole because I work every day. So, um, but we still buy air, the Tyson air fried chicken and then put that air fried chicken in the air fryer to heat it up and mwah, chef's kiss delicious absolutely life-changing with a little bit of you know um lemon pepper on it i use mustache because it's real lemony i do some like kobe jack shredded cheese and or i do some get me some like um some gouda Ooh, get you some gouda if you haven't had gouda get you some gouda some smoked gouda Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. It doesn't even have to be like fancy. You can get like Kroger or Meyer brand or Giant Eagle or whatever your local grocery store brand of smoked Gouda cheese. Try it. Will change your life. Absolutely delicious. Um and make sure you get some quality buns though. Don't don't put good chicken and good cheese on shit buns don't ruin your food okay um i myself am like a pepperidge farm type of guy i like the one with the sesame seeds but like get you get you a good brand uh, millie's makes a good bread get, get some make some good bread products some good buns you know get you some quality stuff Stop. that meyer and kroger brand bread is uh iffy it's real iffy. It's like the shelf life seems real low. Gets moldy real fast. Don't do that to yourself. If you're gonna get this chicken, you're gonna make you a chicken sandwich. Make sure you have some quality bread. Yeah, it's the that's the food bougie in me, but I I try to stick with the with the good stuff like hot dog buns, pepper schwabs, top split. You know, I get the the soft and sweet, delicious. Get you get you some quality breads. Yeah. Um, and also get you an air fryer. Get you an air fryer and change your life. I've had the air fried chicken in there. We I put corn dogs in there. Excellent. Um, done. My roommate made what did she make? She made um, fried cauliflower. Um, sometimes she doesn't like eating meat. That's fair. And she if she's making dinner, I'm gonna eat whatever she makes. So. Um, yeah, she made that, and no, it doesn't taste like chicken, but it is delicious, especially when it's doused in, um, buffalo sauce, so, yeah, it, it's just lovely, it's just great, oh, um, Gordon's fish sandwiches, absolutely great, 
in there, you know, and nice and crispy, nice and hot, cooked all the way through, no mushy parts. It's just, it's just what you want. Like if you want something crispy, you want something, but you still want it juicy. You don't want it all dried out. You need an air fryer. I had just gotten hip to putting everything in the oven. Like I would, if I get pizza and I want to reheat it, I don't put it in the microwave anymore. We rarely use our microwave, really. Everything that usually needs to be reheated ends up going in the oven. But if you're like something's frozen or, you know, you're making a recipe, like I love um, chicken parmesan. So when I get back to cooking that, the, I was having issues with like the grease because I had the, because we have gas. So gas cooks really fast so when you put it in the gas it like cooks too fast and like the outside it looks like it's burnt inside not cooked all the way but once i get back to making my chicken parmesan air fryer air fryer all the way and i won't have those issues i know i won't and there will be no grease nothing splashing on me burning me no no possible grease fires no grease all over my stove no grease all over my clothes or in my hair just put in air fryer and go um and it's quick, man. You like let it preheat for like five minutes, cook whatever you need to in like ten, you flip it over every five minutes or whatever, and done. Like all the way through. So, um worthwhile investment if you are looking for something some tech to add to your to your kitchen, highly, highly recommend an air fryer okay so um i'm on i'm back to watching a little bit of anime um on my on my half days off that i have before i have to go in to teach which is you know a little bit relaxing for me um and so i've only been watching two shows though um well i was watching three but one of them went away that was um sword art online sword art online i need to really enunciate on this thing um sword art online and i actually people really shit on that show and it's actually really it was really good to me i didn't really have any problems with any of it um and it's like i don't know the new season was Sword Art Online, Alicization. So it was like this real, like deep underworld. Like basically, they were trying to create human life, um, and like they were like incubating a human life, or like mimicking a human life in this online gaming situation. But the people in the game didn't know they were a game. They just thought they were regular as humans. And it's just following that whole storyline, which is kind of interesting. It was actually, no, it was not kind of interesting. It was really interesting. I was really into it. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it, but the season's over now. So that's on hold until, I'm, pro I'm guessing until sometime next year. Um, news just came out that the newest season for My Hero Academia is not supposed to come out till next year too, which kind of is a bummer. I was kind of getting into that show. I thought it was pretty good, although the main character, kind of Midoriya, kind of pisses me off. But he was getting better. He was growing. Um, but the only other two I've been watching right now are Blue Exorcist and One Piece. Now, One Piece is starting to piss me off again. 
like I was really I really liked the Wayno art. I like Wayno arc because I like the art in it. Um, but it feels like it's getting it's like super super slow. Like maybe it's because I'm watching it week by week and I was binging everything before. But no, that's not true. Every arc in One Piece was freaking slow. Every every arc in One Piece has been slow. Um, and I was hoping they didn't do that with this, but you know they love stretching shit. So um, we're just—I I don't even feel like we're halfway through this arc. So it's just—it just feel like it's kind of dragging and it's killing me because the action is like slow because there's like so much storyline happening, and I, I enjoy a bit of storyline, but it's also like a shonen anime, so I need to see more action and like. It feels like the animation has slowed down too. Like at a point it felt like, you know, things were getting faster, but now that they've gotten to the Wano arc and like they're in like this feudal Japan theme, um, everything has slowed down considerably. Like the fight scenes are slowed down and everything it's it kind of feels like um reading a manga. And that's not what I want when I watch anime. Like, when I watch anime, I want it to be anime. I want the action. I want it to be high energy. I want it to be high impact. I want to be fully immersed in it. When you read a manga, sometimes that it gets lost in translation because it's like, all right, you've read this chapter, but it's like, boom, pow, crash. And you can't really see any action. You're not really sure what happened. Like, I've, I've read quite a few chapters because I wanted to finish Bleach and they never animated it or they were supposed to this year but I'm guessing COVID put a stop to that um but yeah like reading reading the manga is one thing and like you know there are manga purists and um they're really into it and I got nothing against them but I really like to see it like animated and right now the One Piece Wayno arc is feeling really strange because it's it just seems just so slow, and, and I think it's because they want to drag it out because they want to keep their longevity. Plus, there was the whole, you know, having to pause it because of COVID. But I don't know. It's kind of driving me insane. I need it pick up soon, or I'm just gonna be pissy about One Piece all over again when I just sort of started liking it. And then Blue Exorcist is not. Um, I don't know that it was widely known, um, but I feel like it was made, it was created by some, a, manga, a mankata, which is a person who makes manga, by somebody who makes, like, a really well-known manga out, uh, let's see, uh, mangaka for... Blue Exorcist. Come on, Google, help me out. Kaizu Kato. Um. Oh no, that will. That's what was noticeable about it. Um, it was a lady, um, mangaka, which is not common in Japan. So, um. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I knew there was something notable about it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And I just, 
yeah so basically it's a cool show um it's about you know the son of satan who was raised by or the sons of satan who were raised by a priest who grows up and becomes an exorcist who tries to kill satan um interesting premise um but they put a season two on netflix and the season two doesn't pick up where season one ended it like picks up in the middle of of where season one like there was like this whole event that happened and like all of his classmates turned against him and like season two starts there but in season one all of that is resolved by the end so i don't i don't know what happened and it's really bugging me like why did they put out a second season that doesn't finish where the first season ended they went like back in time and created a whole another storyline branching off from there like i don't know if it's supposed to be like events we didn't see that led up to the resolution um that we got in season one or if they just went a totally took a total left and went somewhere else i'm like watching it to find out but i'm really perturbed at this point I really, I really don't know what's going on, and it's, it's really making me uneasy because right now it's something I can binge because there's, you know, a lot of, it's quite a few episodes. I think it's just a full a season, so it's like 20-something episodes, so I want to keep watching it, but also I'm just like, what, what is happening? <laughs> what, why, why did y'all do this? Why, why, what, what was the impetus behind this? So if it's, if it's like backstory to show more in depth how they got to be f- but no because that doesn't make sense either because they use some of the dialogue from the first season in the second season and so it's like word for word what they said in the first season after the specific situation so it's like really just blowing me because i really have no clue what's happening um but I'm gonna keep watching it, just cause I'm I'm that kind of guy. Once I start something, I really have to finish it. Um, there's only been a few things that I've started and was like, nah, I can't do it. And Soul Eater was one of them. It's just too goofy. It's just too damn goofy. Um, and Soul Eater was like this anime about like Grim Reapers, but at the same time, I was like watching Bleach, and it was like. That show's also about Grim Reapers, and the way they went about it was just so different. And one took the goofy route, one took the more serious route, and I appreciate the more serious route than the goofy route. So, there only been a few things I've started, like, nah, I can't do this, but, yeah. Also, I've been noticing in the anime zeitgeist that people really aren't fucking with Attack on Titan. And, to be honest, I didn't understand it at first, because the animation's A1, the storyline's really cool. Um, but I get it. Like, they make us wait so long between, like, releasing seasons as anime. And if you're not a manga reader, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I want to keep rocking with this, you know, because it's taking forever. Like, why does it take two years for a season to come out? Like, 
no one wants to wait that long like the anticipation dies after like three to six months like you really got to keep people engaged like we the fans just aren't being engaged with especially in the united states so um yeah so that's my that's my anime rant rant for today i didn't think i had anything but there was quite a bit in there so i feel like that's quality um dance stuff do i have anything i'm starting to choreograph for my advanced class and this is the first year i feel like i'm actually giving them something of quality i feel like over the quarantine period i was taking classes online and you know it was really nice to be back in class although i was struggling a lot because la dancers move really really fast and they teach really really fast and they teach very intricate stuff very fast um and it kind of just made me feel a bit inferior to be honest um but i've recently put things back into perspective too like i really hadn't taken too many like hip-hop classes in my life and most of the stuff that i did and like i've known as stuff that i've taught myself and picked up from watching videos so um the fact that i was able to keep up with the classes at all is actually pretty good being that you know that's not something i'm used to like all the classes that took besides like specific master classes in in college were um were all like modern based so um totally different language totally different totally different ideologies um so but what's happening now is that from watching like all these dance videos and watching how people choreograph it's giving me so many new ideas about how i can move and how i can choreograph and so this year, I feel like I'm actually teaching the like the older kids something um, valuable and something useful that they can use, and um, actually challenging them a lot more than I have been in the past, and also challenging myself a lot more, and like getting out outside my own outside of my own bubble, and like really getting in my back with this choreography. Like I'm really excited about it, and I think it's coming out pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to keep exploring and trying to dig deeper and find more inspiration and trying new stuff and hopefully not hurt myself any more than I already am. But it's cool when you can see your own growth through like the eyes of somebody else. Um, like my students usually come in, you know, kind of knowing what to expect from me and like my movement biases and vocabulary but this year has been like a total like flip on his head from what they've been used to for the last few years like each week i was coming in with brand new choreography it had nothing to do with anything like i give them choreography because it's only an hour long i give them choreography in like half an hour we run through it a few times and at the end of the class I have them choreograph like their own 8 to 16 counts to it and then boom that's the class and then we don't revisit the choreography again like it was challenging me to come up with more like innovative more um, unique stuff for each time they came in so that they could you know be so they could gain more movement vocabulary for themselves for stuff they could add at the end um, but also like give them a outlook of like kind of what it's like outside of like that dance studio like 
dance studio life and like professional dancers and how things actually happen are way different and paces are different and stuff like that and I know most of them really aren't looking into going to dance professionally but it's just like if they are they even have an inkling of wanting to do it I want to give them something true I want to give them something real I want to give them something challenging so they can use those skills later on if they want to so yeah it's been a it's been a cool I think we got I think this is like week seven yeah I mean it's like week seven and so we this week we started on choreography for the recital piece and I'm super excited about it because just the choreography that I came up with that's only been like it's like 30 40 seconds worth of choreography is like better than most of the stuff I've given them over the last few years just from the few classes I took over the summer so I might have to jump back in class again and you know get some more inspiration and just keep watching videos and you know just digging deeper in my bag but uh yeah I feel like this has been a been a quality episode I've been itching to actually record a podcast I just you know when you just don't have the energy you just don't have the energy um but I appreciate y'all rocking with me I'm over 100 listens I appreciate everyone who's been you know if you've been rocking with me since day one awesome if you're new just keep rocking with me I'm just trying to still figuring this thing out um and uh but yeah i'm super excited to have been over a hundred listens and hoping hopefully we keep growing and gaining new audience members and if you really rock with the show share it um wherever wherever um and again you can follow us on instagram at laugh underscore not underscore two underscore cry or on and or on twitter at laugh not to cry p1 and yeah that's what i got for you so stay safe get some rest be your best you all right talk to y'all next time peace